It is Coffee Talk on a Tuesday morning. It is 8.03. I apologize. I'm running a couple of minutes late. Just uh, gotten out of the shower. It's going to be a long day. And uh, so just trying to get my way (laughs) through the day. It is launch. Well, technically it's not launch day for Artemis. But it will be early, early, early tomorrow morning. And of course, West 2 has live coverage. But we'll get to all of that. In the meantime, this is Coffee Talk. I'm First Morning Meteorologist Eric Burris. Reminder, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. And if you miss us, we're a podcast. Apple, iTunes podcasts, uh, iHeart, and Spotify. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's look outside, shall we? This is a shot uh, looking over New Smyrna Beach. It is a lovely start to the day, isn't it? Beautiful morning. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be a toasty day. Here's a look at temperatures. 70 degrees in the city. It is 70 degrees Daytona Beach. 73 in Melbourne. 66 though up in Palm Coast. That's not too bad. 66 degrees in Ocala. So we're looking good. Winds kind of light and variable, but more and more it'll be out of the south as we pick things up through the day today. By the way, first warning, live Doppler radar. Scanning, not really seeing much. It's a really quiet, lovely setup. So for today, The big weather story is going to be the heat. I'm bringing extra shirts with me just in case I sweat, uh, I I sweat, sweat. I mean, I'm going to sweat, let's just face it. Uh, But uh, yeah, bringing extra shirts over to the Kennedy Space Center in case. Uh, Today, 83 by 1 o'clock. We'll make it to 86 degrees by the afternoon. It is going to be, my friends, a toasty, toasty day. So let's do this. Let's... Oh, I hit the wrong button there. Let's look at temperatures across Central Florida today, okay? 86, that's our high temperature in the city. 85 will do it in Leesburg. 83 degrees in the villages. Back over to the shoreline, 80 to 83 from Palm Coast over to Daytona Beach. Yeah, it's going to be nice, and it's going to be warm. My brother says not as much as you did. That's true. Um, Sugar, you know what? Hold on one second. Sorry about that. All right, so it's going to be a nice and toasty day. But just how hot are the records? That's a big piece of the puzzle, right? All right, let's look outside and see where we're at. Orlando forecast is 86. Record is 88 degrees. We're going to be within a couple of notches there. Sanford, within a couple of notches there. And those are records that go back to the 1950s. Yeah, Leesburg, I think you're going to tie a record. Set back in the 60s. Daytona Beach, Melbourne, I think we're going to fall just short. And hopefully over at the Kennedy Space Center, it won't be like blasphemously hot. Does that apply? Does that work? I get, I don't know if that applies. Either way, it's going to be hot. But if you're saying to yourself like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. There is change around the corner. Take a look. 86 today, 68 on Thursday. Yeah. There's a big drop in temperatures coming up. Big drop in temperatures. When we see each other for Coffee Talk on Thursday, we're going to be discussing the cool morning and the chill that's going to be moving in. High temperatures in the 60s, morning lows are going to be even chillier. Like, really, it's going to be a massive thing. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Coming, one second. So here's a look at late week. 
60s for highs. I forgot my coffee. Jeannie had to bring it to me. Uh, morning temperatures in the 40s and 50s. So <laughs> when you talk about a huge shock to the system, I think that this is going to qualify for that. By far and away, the strongest front of the season. By far by far, by far. So let's talk about things. Let's just kind of go through the, the setup we showed you today. Let's look ahead to Wednesday because Wednesday's when we're going to start to notice the changes, right? Tomorrow afternoon, instead of 86, the front will be moving through our area. So temperatures are going to be limited. 80 degrees in the city, 75 degrees up in Ocala. All right, let's look at Thursday. Thursday morning, you ready? Look at these temperatures, 55 in the metro, 55 degrees in Sanford, 50 degrees in the villages, 60 in Titusville, 50 flat in Ocala. But look at these high temperatures, yowza. Things are starting to come into focus here. 68 will be our afternoon high in the city. 65, afternoon high, 64 degrees in Ocala, 66 degrees in Deland. That is going to be chilly. <clears throat> Linda says, we'll be hibernating. I'll raise my cup of coffee to you. Yeah, that's going to be cold. I, I did just get a new shirt, like a, a heavier flannel type shirt. Might have to dig that one out. Might have to wear that one on Thursday. All right, let's look at Friday morning. You ready for this? You want to talk about a shock to the system? I'll wait. 53 in Orlando, 48 to wake up in Leesburg, 48 to wake up in the villages, 46 to wake up in Ocala. Cheryl's uh, saying, I wonder if we're going to have to put our heat on. Maybe? Kind of fits the bill, doesn't it? Yowza. Uh, Julie... We have a sister station in West Palm, not in Fort Lauderdale, but our station in West Palm is WPBF. I put seven and a half years in down there. Dew points, Chris, they're going to be, I would imagine, without looking, uh, probably in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, I would guess. All right, so yeah, that's Friday morning, Friday afternoon, still looking good 59 for a high temperature in Ocala, 62 for a high temperature in Delan, 69 for a high temperature in Orlando. What? What? Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. That's what's happening in your neighborhood. Holy cannoli, big dang deal. I digress. Bring out the long sleeves. And you won't you won't be rolling up the sleeves for the long sleeves. You're going to be wearing them down. Yeah. Um, Ashlyn's asking fall weather for Thanksgiving. Couldn't ask for better. So. Um, about that. Looked at some model data last night. Thanksgiving actually looks to be a little unsettled. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Now, uh, let's let's look at our seven-day forecast because there's something else that looks fairly unsettled that I want to discuss, okay? Um, this weekend's forecast is pretty up in the air. You see we've only got a couple of showers in there. 
first off, looking at the seven-day forecast as a whole, um, 86, 80, 60s, 70s. So we're enter. Fall has entered the room. Great. Um, cool. This weekend's forecast gets pretty difficult. And this is what, uh, if you were watching the afternoon coffee talk yesterday, this is what Manolfi and I were chatting about. Um, essentially, there's a storm system that's like going to be working in and overrunning this cold front. So here's here's kind of the setup. Saturday, there's going to be a few showers, but models are trying to illustrate this little storm system moving in. Now, where exactly the moisture goes, they're backing off on it, but where exactly that moisture goes... We're going to have to really tweak around the forecast. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a bit of a complex scenario. So we know Wednesday there's going to be a few showers as our next cold front approaches us. It's going to get chilly Thursday. Uh, and then Friday into Saturday, kind of another frontal boundary gets here and kind of stalls. And we just have to try and time out the shower activity. But one thing I can promise is not going to happen. We are not going to be getting snow. Whereas other parts of the country are, so giddy up. Uh, Friday night football forecasts. Of course, I mean, it's it's Tuesday, but it's okay. Um, it's playoff football, y'all. Look at how great these temperatures are. 50s, a Koei, West Orange playing. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm saving the Artemis, by the way, for last because we're going to spend a lot of time on it. So in case you're curious, like why I'm burying that lead. Treasure Coast coming up to play the Cowboys. Giddy up. That'll be fun. And last but not least, Edgewater and Tampa Bay Tech. Yeah, no hurricane, Janice. No hurricane. Jeannie says, sunny and cool, great. Rainy and cool, not so great. Hopefully we'll go with the sunny and cool option, right? That's my desire. Okay, so any questions? We'll put up the seven-day forecast. Any questions thus far? Terry's asking rain on Thanksgiving. Here, let's uh, let's just look at the models together. Give me a second. All right. So, ba 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 ba. Okay. All right. So this is just this is raw GFS, but it'll 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 at least give us an idea. All right. So there's Tuesday, Wednesday. Up, up, up. A couple of showers with that front. Here, I'll make it full screen for you. And if you're in listening mode, I'll, I'll guide you through. Um, this is the GFS, and we're just going to eyeball kind of scenarios. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's fine. But notice, you know, the model, at least this model, keeps all that moisture this weekend South Florida. So that would be great. That'd be great. Continuing on, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we start to bring that moisture back and then bring a storm system in. So remember when I told you it looks like Thanksgiving, maybe a bit of a, a, a soggy one? Depends on the actual trajectory of this storm system. If it stays further north, then all that energy, all that rain energy stays further north, and we just get a few showers. But we'll have to kind of tweak that around. But it looks like there may be some showers around for Thanksgiving. Uh, and then into the 27th, it's all further south of us. So that's kind of an eyeball of, of where we're at. Kenneth says, West 2 News coverage of Artemis begins. Oof. I'm burying that lead, Kenneth. I haven't gotten there yet. I guess they mentioned it on the news. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So any other questions before we get to Artemis? Anything? 
Debbie says, I was at Disney yesterday. Oh my goodness, it was really hot. Happy I wore shorts, for sure. Uh, it's, I mean, it's today's going to be even hotter. Records are going to be in jeopardy today. All right, shall we talk about Artemis? Ready to nerd out? Are ya? All right, SLS, Artemis. Launch forecast looks great. 90% chance of good weather. All right, great, great weather. Wind shear, not a concern. Solar activity, not a concern. The launch window opens up 104 tomorrow morning and continues through 304 tomorrow morning. There's a couple of things I know. I'm emotionally planning for a 304 launch because NASA loves using the window. Also, this is, we have to understand, this is a test flight. Now, I am super hyped for this, and I've been out there a few times to see this thing go up, and it hasn't, but there, there have been issues. It's a test. After all, Artemis 1 is an unmanned test, right? So they have to learn and work things out, okay? Uh, cumulus concerns, the biggest concern. We're going to be watching the winds. I will point out, I, I got my data feed going, and I'm just, because I have it, I'm going to show it. And you'll see it on the news tonight because I've made it and we're going to show it. So wind criteria is just one part of the overall scenario. All right, Wind's kind of light out of the southwest over 39B right now. Winds are running um, 6 to 9 miles an hour at the lowest levels of the tower. So the way that it works is we obviously watch winds, but the criteria for winds at the 255 level and the 380 level, 35 to 45 miles per hour. We are not expecting to get within that criteria. So while we will continue to monitor all the weather, we are not anticipating weather, at least in terms of wind, to be a concern, in terms of temperatures to be a concern. All of this, by the way, if you want to get super nerdy, the weather criteria for Artemis is all published online. Um, even down to the crawler, there is weather criteria with the crawler. All right, so things are looking good out there for now. We can even, like, these are just, these are kind of the winds, the higher winds on each tower. I mean, I, I've got the graphic where I could break it down, tower one, tower two, tower three, on each of the wind levels. Like, we could we could break this all down. But at any rate, uh, Artemis, super, super excited. The mission profile, if you're not sure about it, lift off from the Kennedy Space Center, okay, running through what's known as a perigee raise maneuver to get into the correct orbit around the Earth, Okay, once it gets into that orbit, it's all about systems checks. What's going on? How is the health of the spacecraft? What do we need to adjust before exiting Earth's orbit? And frankly, at this point, this is all ships have been doing for decades and decades and decades, at least human-rated ships, getting into Earth orbit. But that's just the start of the Artemis 1 project, and that's what's so flippin' cool, because after that point, then... The craft, once it gets to a certain point after its first orbit, it fires what's known as a TLI or a translunar injection burn. And that essentially says, bye bye Earth, I'm leaving you. Yeah, that then sends the Orion spacecraft off into the abyss. During that point, the idea is to deploy 10 CubeSats along the way, small satellites. All right, then there's an outbound trajectory burn, which makes sure to hit the moon's gravity, which, yes, that's a thing. Make sure to hit the moon's gravity and hit it perfectly to get into the correct 
moon orbit. Fascinating stuff. All right. Then there's a trans orbit insertion, which is basically just making sure we get into the right orbit around the moon. We want what's known as a distant retrograde orbit. I say we want. It's them. We're all on this. Right? Like, even if we're not all on this, we're all on this. All right? So, lunar insertion, perfect. We're in the moon's orbit. When was the last time a human-rated spacecraft did that? Oh, I don't know. Apollo? That's why, by the way, Greek mythology, who's the twin of Apollo? Artemis. Ah, it's a perfect name because it's the twin. Anyway. All right. So, moon orbit. Then, another burn running what's known as an outbound powered flyby, okay? It's going to get into that correct outbound orbit. It, this spacecraft is going to go further out than any human-rated spacecraft has ever done from the Earth, okay? The idea is that this will be 60 nautical miles off the surface of the moon, then, once it's in its distant retrograde orbit, it's going to go some 38,000 nautical miles away from the moon. Fascinating, isn't it? All right, then we start our return home. Powered return flyby. It uses the moon's gravity to kind of help it around and get into that correct trajectory. An orbital departure burn begins that trip from the moon to the Earth. It's actually using that kind of free return to start its trek. And then as it heads in, it fires a burn if needed to get into that perfect spot to return to Earth's atmosphere in the correct orbit. And then at that point, that big, beautiful gem of ours is the target. Splashdown in the Pacific Ocean. Just like Apollo did some five decades ago. And if this is super nerdy, you betcha, we're going to be super nerdy through the day today. I will tell you, we got Starlink in the lab. I'm going to be with you. We're going to be doing um, an afternoon coffee talk at 3.30. Are we going to be live later on? You betcha we are. I don't know the exact times. We'll work on that. All right. That's Artemis. Does Wesh realize you are one of the most versed rocket heads? I don't know, Keith. Let let write to my boss and let her know. Can you tell I love this stuff? I was always a nerd, but like this is when when Wesh bought the Weather Lab and they were like, "Hey, what are we going to do with the Weather Lab?" I'm like, "Uh, I've got an idea." Yeah. So, very cool. All right, a couple of things about the rocket. Okay, Artemis 1, one of the tallest rockets, one of the most powerful rockets ever created, all right? So, this SLS rocket stack will produce 8.8 .8 million pounds of thrust. To put that into perspective, the Falcon 9 that we all nerd out about puts out a meager 1.7 million pounds of thrust. At sea level, of course, as you go up, the thrust calculations change. Uh, Space Shuttle, 5.3 million pounds of thrust. And the mighty Saturn V, the cherry on top of the Sunday, put out 7.6 million pounds of thrust. This puppy tonight is going to top Saturn V. What? 
That is incredible. That is incredible. By the way, Falcon Heavy, of course, is stronger than Falcon 9 because there are three of them strapped together. And I would also add the Atlas V core stage puts out 0.8 million pounds of thrust. The Atlas V's strategy is that they can throw solid rocket boosters on the periphery, and that's where they can really get the mission-specific thrust. So it's kind of a fascinating avenue that the Atlas V takes, and of course, that's the United Launch Alliance, okay? So anyway, I know we're nerding out. I'm sorry. Y'all started me down this path. I blame you. All right? As far as height goes, by the way, this configuration of SLS is 322 feet, not quite as tall as the Saturn V, but it's taller than anything I've ever seen launch in person. I mean, I'm a space shuttle era kid. That's 194 feet. This is like 50% more. Falcon 9 at 230 feet. So, you know, so you can kind of get, get the idea there. All right, so let's talk about some mission critical timeline. Things really get going in the three o'clock hour at T minus nine hours, 40 minutes. That's the weather and fuel briefing because at that point it's, are we going to start to fuel this puppy, Right. So in the three o'clock hour, that's when that goes. Uh, I will be working. I will be updating you and all that fun stuff. All right. Fueling will begin at T minus eight hours. So around five o'clock ish fuel topping telemetry data briefing. You know, all of these things are building to that launch time frame, which tomorrow morning, very, 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 very early. I'm going to be pulling an all nighter y'all. It's like a, it's like a hurricane of sorts. 104 a.m. is when that launch window opens. And there are there are cutouts within that launch window, okay? Um, in other words, for for um, collision avoidance, you know, there are satellites, debris, and things. So within that two-hour launch window, there are something like 50 cutouts. In other words, and some of them are a few seconds, some of them are a few minutes, where you can't go at that moment. You may have to delay it, to, you know, two, three seconds or something to that effect. One other thing to note T minus 30 seconds, okay? Anything up to T minus 30 seconds and NASA will be able to recycle the T count as long as there's time in the window. Once you hit T minus 30 seconds, if in fact there is an S word, not maybe the, if you're not a nerd, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if for whatever reason at T minus 30 seconds, if it's T minus 29.9 seconds, and they have to hit a hold, that's an automatic S-word, which it's not the potty mouth S-word. It's, it's what do you do in the shower? It's that one, okay? So anyway, that's something uh, to watch out for tonight. I'm not, Ashlyn. I'm not. I'm not saying the word. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. Debbie says, yes, we know the word. We're all nerdy. Good. So let's all nerd together. Let's all nerd together. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the WESH coverage plan. All right. So I'm going to be heading out there like now. I'm going to be getting my credentials um, and hanging out. And then um, 
I will be live. I have to figure out what time they're technically going to let me on the Kennedy Space Center and hope that maybe I can sneak out there. Not sneak. It's a military. It's it's an installation. They're not going to let me sneak. But maybe they'll let me out early. Uh, Wesh is going to have us live at 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Okay? Then at 10 and 11... Scott Heidler and myself will be live out there, and we're going to have, I believe, Stuart and Meredith field anchoring once again, and then, assuming we're going right on time, assuming they're hitting that 1.04 a.m. launch window, WESH 2 will have live coverage starting at 12.30, an expanded special report, and we'll be there for it, right? Um... So, tune in. We'll be there, baby. Uh, now, social media-wise, let's talk about that plan. So, I have my 3.30 coffee talk. Cool. We'll see you there. Brought to you by... St- not brought to you by, because we're paying for the dang thing, but it will be via Starlink. Then there's... I Probably, I'm thinking like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., we're going to run an evening edition. It's not gonna, We're not going to call it Coffee Talk. We have to button up and be all professional. But uh, I'm hoping to get a launch weather officer where we can talk about weather criteria. We can talk about all kinds of things. And uh, then, of course, we've got our expanded coverage. So look for 3.30. And I'll be a little rushed because I'm going to be getting ready for TV. But we'll do our thing. And then either 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., let's do that, okay? Sound good? All right? Any questions, comments, concerns? I'll put up the seven-day forecast here. Questions, comments, concerns. The weather's looking great. Y'all can't tell. I'm flipping nerding out. Wait until tonight's like seven or eight o'clock Facebook Live. I've got nerd stuff on rocket engines, the motors that are on this darn thing, which by the way, if you've if you've watched our expanded coverage, you've heard a little bit of it, but let's just dive down the rabbit hole even deeper because why not? Let's talk nerdy, right? And if if my management has no idea what a rocket nerd I am, they'll figure it out. No wonder a girl never looked at me in high school. Because I'm over here spouting nerd stuff. <sighs> All right. So, to the weather, real quick. 86 today. It's going to be warm. 80 degrees tomorrow, transitioning. It's getting chilly looking ahead to our Thursday and Friday and this weekend looking great. Though I will tell you the chance of showers is a little questionable for this weekend. All right? Ashlyn says the RS-25s have some cool history, but how old are the RS-25s on this mission? Right? All right. Michael's asking if I have the Saturn V Lego. I don't have Lego in general. And if I'm honest... I've got airplane models and I've got Chopper 2 helicopter model. I don't have any rocket. I need to get some rocket models to go on my shelf. I I do need to do that. All right. Enough. Enough. Can we chat again like 3.30? Is that cool? You good? We good? Are we good? All right, people. Be the sunshine in someone else's day. We are going to have so much nerddom to talk about. I cannot wait. And let's light this candle. Let's make some history. Let's send a human-rated spacecraft to the moon. Sound good? I'm on board. See y'all on TV and on social media later on.
Bye, guys.